Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA Podcast. We're your hosts, Caitlin Mitchell and Jessica Kanata. If you're looking for ways to bring rigor and engagement to your middle school ELA classroom without sacrificing your nights and weekends, then this podcast is for you. Our goal is to provide you with your weekly dose of tips, tools, and inspiration so you can actually enjoy teaching again. We'll help you bring the fun and creativity to your ELA lessons so that your students master the standards and you can leave school when the bell rings. Get ready to be that teacher you've always wanted to be to do great work and thrive. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We have a new podcast intro. Do you like it? You. So exciting, huh? <laughs> Very exciting. Um, it was fun to record that. You did a great job writing it, Jessica. Thanks for doing Thank that. Thank you. Well, thanks for recording. <laughs> of course. So we're excited to dive into this topic today. The title is please, and we're saying it begging, but also nicely, please, <laughs> please stop staying at school past your contracted hours. And, you know, if you've been that teacher, that's been going down the Pinterest and TPT rabbit holes, and you're just looking for ELA lessons all the time. Maybe it's multiple times each month, multiple times each week, multiple times each day, perhaps, right? Which is super overwhelming. I know that was me when I taught fifth grade history. I didn't take any of the advice that we're going to share with you today. And it was overwhelming for me, right? I was scrambling to make copies each week. I was, you know, Sunday scary lesson planning on, you know, Sunday night for history for fifth grade. And perhaps that's you, right? Perhaps you are doing those same exact things for ELA this school year in your middle school classroom. And if that is you, right, you've been doing that, going down the Pinterest rabbit hole, staying late after school, staying past your contracted hours, then chances are you haven't tried batch planning yet. Perhaps you're in that camp who's just like, man, I'm not going to do it. Well, we're here to tell you it is going to be so effective in making sure that you stop staying at school past your contracted hours. It's like the thing. It is the number one thing for ensuring Mm -hmm. that. Absolutely. And if you don't take our word for it, right, we've got so many success stories inside the EB Teachers Club. And I love it because they share these stories or these wins, we call them inside our Facebook group. And it's so inspiring for everyone else to hear them and say, okay, you know what, I'm going to give it a try as well. So we just want to share a few of them with you. And maybe it'll convince you like, okay, yeah. I want to give batch planning a try. So this one is from Erica. She shared it inside the Facebook group. And she said, I've never been this prepared for school in 21 years. Crazy. I love that. It's so crazy. Right. And I bet she's never going back. <laughs> right. And I guarantee she's now batch planning for life. And Holly says it's literally life changing. And that might sound, you know, like we're exaggerating here. I don't think Holly is, and we definitely are not either, right? When you batch plan, there are so many ripple effects. You get so much time back. You can do so many new hobbies or things that you just um, find interesting and never had time for, right? Mm-hmm. And then I love this last one. It'll be the last one we share, but this is from Sarah. And she said, she finally got a chance to sit down yesterday, today, and get her entire school year planned. She said, I'm in my third year teaching. And it's amazing to think that this school year, I will be able to be more present and have more joy instead of stress and overwhelm because of this process. Like how cool is that to feel joy about your job, to be excited to go to work each day instead of feeling overwhelmed and stressed. And as a third year teacher, right? <laughs> as a third year teacher, Big. oh my gosh. My third year was busy to say the oh, least. It oh, was yeah. hard. Yeah. I remember it well. My <laughs> third year. 
So if you want our help with batch planning, right, we're going to talk about that in this episode. Um, but more so than that, you know, if you really want to go in depth with us, with batch planning and really keeping your students highly engaged in their learning without taking up your nights and weekends, right? That's what we're all about is being able to thrive outside of the classroom as well as inside of the classroom. Then we'd love for you to add your name to the wait list for our EB Teachers Club. So we open enrollment, you know, every so often throughout the school year. And if you go to ebacademics.com forward slash membership, you can add your name to the wait list. And the EB Teachers Club, that's our monthly membership. And we provide middle school ELA teachers, just like you. This is the teaching middle school ELA podcast. So hopefully you're a middle school ELA teacher, perhaps high school teacher. Um, so we provide middle school ELA teachers with not only rigorous and engaging lessons, but also the frameworks, right? Our batch planning framework, our into through and beyond framework and the support that you need to make sure that you're able to thrive, not just inside your classroom, right? Like I said, but outside of the classroom as well, allowing you to spend more time with the people that you love doing the things that you value, right. And not just having teaching be your entire identity all the time. And that way you can experience those same types of successes that Jessica just shared from Erica, Holly, and Sarah and start to, you know, not stay at school past your contracted hours. So again, that's ebacademics.com forward slash membership. All right. With that said, let's dive into what we're going to talk about on this episode. So again, the title is please, 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 please stop staying at school past your contracted hours. And so we want to talk about why we're recording this for you now. Why are we talking about this in October, right? Normally we talk about batch planning in the summer before we get started for the school year. Um, so Jessica, if you want to dive into that a little bit, why are we talking about this, this time of year? Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, I think it's good to know it's not too late, right? You can experience those successes. You can become an effective batch planner doing it now. Yes, it's October, but now you're a month into school. You've gotten in your groove. So it's actually a great time to start batch planning. You've gotten to know your students. You might have a better idea of the lessons you want to cover or where they're at in terms of the standards. So it can work to your benefit to even batch plan right now. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to do it now because yes, like Caitlin said, we you know, have events in the summer where we actually teach batch planning. But if you weren't able to attend those, right, if you weren't an EB Teachers Club member, you can do this on your own right now and you can do it in manageable chunks. October is a great time to sit down and say, okay, I've got maybe what a month and a half until winter break. That's a nice amount of time to sit down and plan out the remainder of that part of the school year. It's not overwhelming. We're not saying do the entire school year. We're just saying mm -hmm. a month and a half. Mm -hmm. That even sounds too much. Do a month or do three weeks, whatever it is. It's taking baby steps, doing those manageable chunks to batch plan. And when we say batch plan, yes, we do mean all the ELA stuff, right? The vocabulary, the reading, the writing, etc. But again, if that's too much, choose one. Maybe you just plan your writing units out until winter break, or maybe you only plan out vocabulary. But imagine how good that feels right? If let's say writing units, that all your writing units are done through December 17th or whatever the last day of school is, that you know exactly what standards you're going to cover, which handouts you're giving to your students on a given day, when you're going to do your grading. Maybe you've planned that out so you're not doing it all for all your classes on one certain weekend, right? You're going into it organized and with a plan. And it makes waking up on Monday morning and going into school so much better. You can feel that joy that Sarah mentioned earlier, right? When she was talking about her wins with batch planning. So it's having manageable chunks, getting that quick win for yourself so that you know, okay, this is worth it. And imagine if you're feeling really good about planning out a month, 
just wait until you do an entire school year, right? When you have the skills and the steps necessary to do that. Yeah. And we have some other podcast episodes where we go into more detail about batch planning and like mm-hmm. exactly how to do it. So episode 62 is three tips to start batch planning your lessons now. So after you listen to this episode, you might want to go to that one to be like the starting point to say, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do it. Um, episode 102 is how to move past overwhelm and start batch planning today. So it has, it takes it a little bit further than that episode 62. And then episode 104, we actually interviewed one of our teachers, Kara, and she was a very reluctant batch planner at first. Mm-hmm. She did not want to do it. She's like, uh-uh girls, I'm not going to go down that path. I don't have the time. It's not going to allow for flexibility flexibility. And sure enough, she found out that the opposite of that was actually true. So she shares her success story with us on that podcast episode. So those are some great episodes, um, to start with. I also love what Jessica was saying, you know, about the fact that you can do it in small manageable chunks right now, like October, I'm thinking, you know, plan until even Thanksgiving break, you know, that's what five, six weeks, maybe that's totally manageable. And then over Thanksgiving break, you could plan until the winter break. And that's just a couple of weeks before you head off to winter break. So really taking those small baby steps and getting your feet wet, because perhaps you haven't batch planned up until this point, because you've been apprehensive about it, nervous about it. Don't want to put, you know, go in, dive into the deep end, right? Perhaps you just want to start small. And I think this is a great opportunity, um, to do that. One of the other things that I want to talk about right now, before we go into kind of all of the, the positive ripple effects that Mm -hmm. come from batch planning is that, you know, some of our teachers in our, our Facebook group, some of our EB teachers have said, oh, well, all of these changes have occurred. And now my batch planning has gone out the window. And so I actually want to address that head on, because I think this is a huge perspective shift in how we look at, um, what, our circumstances are handing to us and how we respond to those circumstances. Right? I love so, that you brought this up. Yeah. I'm so glad you did. <laughs> yeah. Cause I see it happen and it, I, I feel disheartened because that's actually not the case at all. Right. That batch planning has gone out the window and all of your hard work that you've done, um, in the summer up until this point is just like, doesn't matter anymore. And that's really not the case that's happened to me before, right? Not in a pandemic year, right? This is obviously a different unprecedented times, but where my batch planning kind of got pushed to the wayside, like everything that I had done kind of got pushed back because of certain things that came up at school. I was sick and out for a while. And that really Mm -hmm. impacted all of those plans that I had put into place. And it's really just a simple thing, a simple adjustment to do. And I think sometimes when we keep in our minds, this mantra of like, let it be easy you know, how can this be easy or let it be easy? Just having like approaching things from that perspective allows us to sit back and be like, okay, this actually isn't the end of the world. All of my plans actually aren't gone out the window, right? What can I do instead? And so what I'm suggesting is to just simply take out some of the things that you batch planned that you're not going to have time for. And that's when you have to really look at, okay, what is priority? What are my students really struggling with? What do I really need to focus on? Perhaps they have, you know, no grasp on grammar whatsoever. Well, we're not going to take grammar out of our batch planning lessons. Maybe we'll take a little bit of the lessons out, but not all of them. Mm -hmm. But if they're really strong with narrative writing and you don't have time to spiral review as much as we would love for you to, perhaps those are the things that are the first that come out of your lesson plans. Do you get what I'm saying? So you're breaking it down and really prioritizing why you're going to keep what you're going to keep with kind of that smaller amount of time. 
Does that make sense? And just because you've pulled something out, it does make sense. It doesn't mean you can't use it later on in the school year, right? Maybe I'm not going to do that narrative writing activity in October, like I originally batch planned, but Hey, I can do it in March. You know, mm-hmm. who says I can't. Right. So I think we just have to be more flexible with our plans. And that's part of what we teach you in batch planning, you know, to have floating days, to be okay with moving things around and letting it be fluid. So it's going into it with that mindset of it doesn't have to be perfect and so rigid. It's allowing us to have more freedom by giving us that game plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's like the name of the game being a teacher. Right. It's flexible, right? That's, oh my gosh. Yeah. In every interview I've ever done. And they've asked like, what's one of the biggest qualities of being a great teacher. And I always would say flexibility mm-hmm. because that's what teachers have to be, you know, and our, our plans shouldn't be any different than that. I love um, that. So if you find yourself in that position where you've batch planned and you're like, Oh, my, my plans have gone out the window. One, I tell you to tell yourself to let it be easy. And two, simply take some things out not the end of the world. It'll all be okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I'd like to kind of wrap up this episode with talking about another aspect of batch planning, right? So we're going to assume that you have tried it, or you're saying, I'm going to try it. Something interesting that can happen with batch planning is all of a sudden you have all this free time, right? You aren't staying after school with your contract hours. You are leaving at three or three 30 or whatever time it is what do you do with all that time? Right. You used to go on Pinterest. You used to go on TPT. You used to spend hours planning some kind of lesson for your students for the next day, but now what? And it's a really strange feeling. And one we had to get used to in our business as well, because we batch plan certain parts of our business as well. We're batch planning these podcasts right now. So all of a sudden you have that free time. What do you do? You don't want to get into that habit of, I'm just going to do busy work. I'm just going to plan some more. So we're going to give you some ideas of things you can do, and maybe it'll spark something. Some of them might be obvious, but sometimes it's a good reminder. So one is just watch a new TV show right right now. And maybe I'm like way behind on this and people have been watching this forever, but I'm watching Ted Lasso. Have you watched it, Caitlin? I can't figure out how to get Apple TV on our new TV because of our internet situation. I can't, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Okay. Love that because I can't either. So I had to tell my husband, do we even have Apple TV? He found it. I love it. If you are not watching Ted Lasso, watch it right now. It is so, so good. And it's just like uplifting. And I find myself laughing so good. I've yeah, I've got to figure out a way to watch it. I'm watching, um, all American on Netflix right Ooh, now. It's based I on a true one. story. It's about, um, football in Southern California. It's, Ooh. it's really, it's good. I like it a Actually, lot. Actually. I do know that I just saved that to my list. Now that you said Southern yeah. California, like yeah. I've been binging it. Like I'll stay up until midnight, way past my bedtime oh. watching episodes. Okay. Well now <laughs> I know what my next show is. Next one, read a new book right? It can be for fun. It can be informative, whatever it is. It can be one that you want to teach in your classroom next year. And you've been wanting to check out, but just didn't have time to do. I went to the library for the first time the other day in like over a year, our libraries just reopened in the Bay area. So it's been a while, but it was so nice to go in there and get books for fun. So sit down, enjoy that time, right? Pour yourself a hot chocolate or cup of coffee, whatever you drink and just enjoy it's fall, right? Cozy up with a blanket, (laughs) attempt a new recipe, my mom actually subscribed to Magnolia magazine for me last year. And I love it. It's like a very calming magazine and there's really good recipes in there. So I tried one the other night for Brussels sprouts and it was so good. And I never would have done that, but I had the time and the space to do it. I got that magazine this week or this uh-huh. last week or something. And I saw it's that so recipe. Is it good? It's delicious. It's good. It is. It's very sweet. Cause it does have a lot of pears in it, but okay. definitely give it a try. Okay. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you have that magazine. Yes, too. they do. Um, next one, get artistic, right? Get creative. Maybe that's 
painting or drawing or getting one of those doodle coloring books, whatever it is, just kind of letting your mind wander and having fun with that exercise, get outside, go for a walk with friends, go out to eat with friends, right? Form a book club, anything and everything except lesson planning. Yes. We want you to batch plan those lessons so that your nights and your weekends are free to enjoy, to have fun. Because ultimately when you are then having fun and thriving outside of the classroom, you thrive in the classroom and everyone benefits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so this all kind of ties back to, you know, our motto. And one of the things that we talk about a lot at EB academics is this whole concept of be, do thrive, right? Be the Mm -hmm. teacher you want to be, do great work, and then thrive inside and outside of the classroom. And it all starts with that B, right? That belief in yourself that, hey, you can do this, right? You have to have that great frame of mind, that great um, attitude going into it. Like, hey, I've got this, right? That, that, that's that being, that's who you are on the inside and your belief in yourself that will allow you to do the work of batch planning to see those successes in your classroom and outside of your classroom. So we really urge you to give it a shot if you haven't already. And if you have, and like we talked about, and you are upset with what's happened and your batch planning has gone out the window, let it be easy. It hasn't right. Small adjustments and that flexibility. Um, so again, we go more in depth with this inside the EB teachers club. We have a whole kind of step-by-step within batch planning and how we teach it and scope and sequences that you can use, um, to kind of help you figure out how you're going to plan your year. So again, I'd love to invite you to add your name to the wait list, go to ebacademics.com forward slash membership. And again, that's our monthly membership, the EB teachers club. We provide middle school ELA teachers like you with not just rigorous and engaging lessons, but frameworks and the support that you need to be successful as a teacher inside the classroom and thrive as a human being outside the classroom. All right. With that being said, have a wonderful rest of your week. You guys, we will be back next week on the podcast. We'll be talking about hooking your students with engaging lessons at the start of any unit. I love this topic so, Mm -hmm. so much. And we'll have a free (laughs) download for you next episode too. So make sure that you tune in for next week's episode. All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye everyone.